This is exactly right. Beloved Bananimals, we are back with another beautiful Bananas mini So These are your stories that you send to us. We read them. We tell stories. We love them. That's Kurt Brownoller. Hello. That's Scotty Landis. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Do you want to announce any stand-up or anything right at the top of the show? Oh, I don't hell mind. yeah, I guys. don't mind. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folks, you can see me August 5th, August 6th, and August 7th. I'm playing in a row Lafayette, Louisiana, Houston, Texas, and Bryan, Texas, which I've done some research, is College Station. Okay. Uh, so that makes a lot more sense when I that just saw Bryant, Texas. <laughs> Are you saying Bryant with a T Bryant, or Bryant? Yes, okay, because Kurt hates the name Bryant, and I don't think we're going to lose a lot of bananas. Kurt no, actually, to... I think it's Bryant, Texas. I, I don't know. It's College Station, regardless. where A&M is, right? Oh, okay. That's where College Station Texas is. Texas A&M? Yeah. Sure. And, uh, and then, of course, we're talking uh, October 23rd in Hamden, Connecticut at the Space Ballroom. That's going to be so fun. Everybody go, fill it up, bring your, bring all your banana shit, say hey to Kurt, laugh yeah. loud. The grand reopening is happening. You can be a part of it. We were stuck inside. Go out there. And then have so, a laugh. I, and then we're going to, I think we're, we're going to just, we're going to start planning our bananas tour. Yeah. Probably the winter time, right? I think the winter time's a nice time. I think that'll be perfect timing. Let's go all out. We're going to hit some big cities yeah. and maybe some small, cool theaters and, and not so big cities. Let's just go have the best time of our gosh dang lives. Hell yeah. Um, I got lots of good stories. You want me to kick one off for you? Please do. So, and also, Bananimals, keep sending your great stories. We love hearing them. Even if we don't use it, don't take it personally. We just have to do different types of stories. We try to keep a variety. Heinz had 57 flavors of pickles. That's why it's Heinz 57. A lot of people don't know that. Psych. Okay. (laughs) Bound to Ramble. That is true. Bound to Ramble 88 sent this in. Thanks you so much, Bound to Ramble. Late Night Banana here. Good start to any story, I like honestly. It. I like that. Yeah, that's a good way, like wedding toast. Hey, guys, yeah. late, late night, night banana <laughs> here. <laughs> like, this guy's a wild card. Uh, I had a friend who was constantly going on about this amazing party trick he had. Okay. For over a year, every single time we saw him at a social gathering, he insisted he had the, quote, greatest party trick ever. Wow. Also, Bound to Ramble, this is how you start. This is enticing. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're seducing I'm in. I'm in. us. I'm in. Yes, Kurt wants to know. We all want to know. Uh, he insisted he had the quote, the greatest party trick ever, and quote, I got this trick, but it's just not ready yet, he would say, whenever we wanted him to do it. After all that time, we started shrugging it off as like a bad bit. As much as we loved him, after over a year of teasing this trick at party, the day finally came. Uh-huh. He stood and said, guys, you know that trick I've been working on? 
I mean, that's also funny because he brought it up in the first place, yes. repeatedly teased it. Yeah. That's I love guy. this. Also, what I like about it is that it suggests a tight-knit group of friends that hang out enough mm-hmm. so that they're like on to each other's shit, you know? And I really appreciate that. Where it's just yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like Chris has been talking about this for about five years now. Yes. All of a sudden, one day he stands up and says he's going to do it. Um, yes. I'm, a, I'm on the edge of my seat. I know. You're a little better about that than I am. You have more long-term. You have more childhood and high school and college friends that have carried on. Most of my friends I met more in New York and L.A. Like, I make new friends as I go a lot. Yeah. But and also because we move a lot and you're yeah. traveling, like we we have a core group of friends. But don't you feel like you have like five circles of friends out here, and yeah. only sometimes you get them all together? Yes, it's. But I, you're right. This group of friends seems like this guy's bringing it up fifty two weekends a year. <laughs> Hopefully at the melting pot. Uh, guys, you know that trick I've been working on? He asked. Yes, it's been over a year. We know what is what is this trick that you won't ever shut up about and never do. He says, quote, it is ready. <laughs> he says it's a good writer. It's a good writer. He is. Yeah. Uh, with the he stands with the biggest grin around a campfire. The crowd gathers. He pulls down his pants, revealing an incredible pubic bush, and before anyone can react, he lay <laughs> He lights his pubic hair on fire, the whole big bush, then dances around like a crab, comedically trying to pat it out while chanting, quote, hot, 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 hot. That was the whole trick. It took a year because he did it once by himself and needed to regrow all of his pubes. <laughs> oh, worth the wait. Oh, like a crab. So I'm imagining I'm imagining bent knees in a yep. little bit of a squat side and then stepping. and then sidestepping <laughs> and with both with both hands kind of clamping. And then Bounder Ramble 88 just says, that's the end. Good night. So thank you. I hope you drunkenly sent this and don't mind us using it because it is so damn funny. That Your friend is. is a legend. That story is going to live on with this friend group forever. Oh, man. I honest, I thought it was going to be a fart lighting story. I really did. Um, yep. He went front. Truly so much better. It is. And this surprising that it doesn't hurt. Surprising that it doesn't hurt. Probably yeah. a little bit of pain there. There's certain people that just don't mind getting naked in front of their friends. Like I used to be that guy. Yeah, I do you, not I've, do seen, I've seen your stuff. I saw you. I think I saw your testicles for the first time. You were playing the Baywatch pinball game at Auto Shrunken Head, <laughs> and you go, "Hey, Scotty, watch this." And you want like you pulled back the thing to shoot the pinball up, and your nuts were just sitting on the pinball machine. <laughs> and I was like. I'm going to like this guy. This guy and I are going to be friends for the long haul. I can that's, tell. That's such a... What are we, I don't remember. I don't, like I, all of... Uh, so many people have told me stories about the times they've seen my testicles, and uh, every single one is a surprise to me. <laughs> yes. So I was like, oh, wow, I, I did that. Oh, okay. Yes. It's but always hey. after many drinks. Uh, that's right. And <laughs> it's been Otto's a decade. Shrunken head. Oh, man. Remember it that was place? A good night. We, uh, I was at this college party. We had at UMass, we, I was never into Greek life. You were never into Greek life. No. I, we aren't huge proponents of Greek life. Like, hey, make friends, get in where you fit in. Some of them are charitable, some of them are probably pretty cool. Uh, 
I mean, I think the main problem with it is it locks you into a group. You know, I mean, like, I think you should be, right. especially at that age, you should yes. be able to, like, kind of flit from group to group and see, go with the artsy kids, then go with the drug kids, then go with the jocks for a little while, then go with yes. the theater kids, you know, yeah. like, Let's, get yes. a little different flavor in your life. Coming from somebody who dated the same person for 13 years, 18 to 31. Don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do, do that, that either. That's worse than being in a fraternity. <laughs> I know. But, I was in a fraternity of one person for 13 years. <laughs> a lot of bullying. There was a lot of hazing, too. Uh, I was hazing myself over and over and over again for it. <laughs> oh, man. So we, my good buddy Skip, uh, was a couple grades up from us. He was an upperclassman, so he had a house, and it yeah. was on the most direct road from UMass's campus and dorms and sort of the party area, which is southwest. It's mm-hmm. where all the freshmen are. It's wild. And then frat row. And sort of sorority row, but really frat row. So on any given Thirsty Thursday, Friday night, Saturday night, just parades of uh, women in halter tops and black pants uh, walking towards frat row, being cold. So we started our own fraternity in Skip's house called Alpha Beta Lupa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our rules were just fun-loving, guys, girls, everybody's invited, and we would... uh, we would get in trash cans and cover ourselves in leaves and then signal each other and jump out when the people were walking to frat row, <laughs> scare the hell out of them. But the best thing we would do is we figured out that if we stood on his porch and we, I mean, we're talking hundreds of kids would walk by on any wow. given night. Wow. We would, we found this big wig, like a grandma wig, big curls. We would tie it to a fishing line onto a full size bay fishing rod and then reel it across the street whenever a new group of people came. And they would scream and run so fast. I actually think we saved lives. I think some people just were like, no, frat row's not for me. And then we would cheer Alpha Beta Lupa. So it looked like. It looked like an animal of some sort, or it looked like a head. Was Dark Street uh, looked like an animal. Okay. I it, yes, like just a giant bush of an animal just charging <laughs> across, and then a bunch of drunk Boston kids screaming Alpha Beta Lupa. I love that because I just saw Bob Baker's Marionette Theater, and the that best. is that is ba- that is Marionette. What you're doing is Marionette, baby. It's as, it was a just puppet as a show for the people. Before you go up there and make huge mistakes that are going to ruin the rest of your life, here comes a wig between your. <laughs> legs at 30 miles an hour so one of the parties we skipped through was it was called a dumb hat party a uh, dumb hat okay so don't wear a hat basically so pots and pans and boxes oh, okay. shoe boxes whatever you tie to tie a shoe to your head with the shoelace uh-huh. so there's about 30 of us hanging out getting drunk everybody's getting high and drunk and this one guy that i didn't know at all just strolls out of the house wearing a World War II helmet, completely naked, holding a cigarette, and he goes, and at the time Mitt Romney was governor, uh-huh. he goes, hey, Mitt Romney, I smoke cigarettes, and then he made, <laughs> the, he smoked a cigarette with his penis. I, I can't explain no. this other what? than he what? like pulled the lit cigarette, he like did a thing with it, moved the cigarette away, and then a little bit of smoke <laughs> what? came out. And you really saw an Alpha Beta Lupa because it was like an open party. You didn't have to. It was just whoever was wanted. Also, some of the wig people and trash can people that screamed <laughs> came and joined our party. You could tell who the party animals were and who the stiffs were because I'm laughing, loving it. People are walking off the deck in the porch very quickly, leaving the party at that moment. And Skip sensing the turmoil between like, hey, this is a naked guy wearing a World War II helmet smoking a cigarette with his ding dong. <laughs> he goes, uh, Sergeant Major. And the guy just turns at attention. 
I mean, who knows? And he goes, drop and give me 20. And the guy just gets down, starts doing naked push-ups. And then we're like, who is this guy? He's like, I know this guy from back home in New Bedford, but I don't know, like, I don't know why he's naked right now. And then later on, it was like, actually, when he gets drunk, he does this a lot. We've gotten in fight, fights in Boston bars. Oh, man. Alpha the beta line, Lupa. hey, Mitt Romney, I smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes. <laughs> He like stretch. Hey, Mitt Romney, I smoke cigarettes, and then puffed it with his ding dong, and then had to do push ups as punishment. Uh. So, if anybody listening here is a Minute Man, a UMass Minute Man, or Minute Woman, and you li- you know that walk, you can bring back Alpha Beta Lupa. Be nice to everybody, party, no bullying, and just scare the hell out of people in a very fun way, and you're in. Oh, that is so, so, so funny. I love You're a that charter name. member. You're an honorary member of Alpha Beta Loop. Oh, I love it so much. God damn it. I remember, it reminds me of this one thing, and I won't mention the performer, because this was early days UCB. Yeah. And there was a thing called, I don't even know what the show, I think it was called The Offensive Show. It was. I remember it was those The shows. Offensive Show. Yes. And a friend of mine would do a thing... <laughs> And it was like, the point was just to be as offensive as possible. Right. And it was like, from like midnight to 2 a.m., everyone's wasted. And this is like 2000. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the bit was, he came out with tap shoes on, totally nude, okay. and a little Hitler mustache. <laughs> oh, no. And then would tap dance, mm-hmm. and then piss into a jar, <laughs> and then chug, then drink oh. the whole of it, and then tap dance off the stage to silence. Oh. To silence. It was the craziest. I'm still friends with him. He's a wonderful man. I've uh, seen him do so. I know who you're talking about. I won't say it either, <laughs> but because I, I went to two of those. Also, when you move to New York as a young person, yeah. you want to see those shows. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah, what you want. Oh, you're just like, this is why I came to New York City. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember seeing him do something similar. And, you know, it's not like you're not yucked out and gross to the max, but you just go like, now I've seen it. Like now I've uh, that's seen like it. Yeah. this is great. I'm a- I can <laughs> retire. I, yeah, there was there was there was things like that. Like there was a group of people who would put on these warehouse parties around like ninety nine and two thousand in Brooklyn. Cool. Um, and one of the ones it was Madagascar Institute created this thing, which was a oh it was a. Um, uh, what's the one that little children's game that it's like bam bam boom and it's the different colors and then you have Simon to Simon says so it was a Simon says mm-hmm. but it was giant and there was mm-hmm. it, it was essentially a bunch of it was a big square oh, that you would get cool. into the, you would get into the middle of it and then there was four pillars on either side of you yeah and then there was a button the colored button on each pillar oh. and then uh, it would start. And each of them was like a different, the pillars were different heights. Yes. And they were flamethrowers that pointed upwards. No. Yes. So they would start it and it would go like, and it would be like a tone and a a ball of flame would shoot up inside a fucking big warehouse. And then you would have to hit the button. Amazing. And then it would go, and it's like literally in front of you, behind you, and you'd have to hit it. I think I once got up to 10. So it was like, that is so fun. It was the, it was, I was just like, this is living. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Time. That's incredible. Brooklyn really had some of that sweet stuff. You and I, I went to, this is a super quick anecdote, but yeah. 
Remember that art installation that was next to the Gowanus Yacht Club where you could drink bottled beer and they had built the plexiglass giant cube and then you could go up the stairs and throw the beer bottle at your friend so it would break in front of them? It was oh, a recycling. No, I Do you, don't you were there, so but great. you might have been Hammertown. Yeah. But it was basically, if you can imagine, a two story glass or plexiglass a cube and then on one end at the top there was a elevated deck with a cutout a rectangular cutout that was big so enough smart. to throw and then you could be like Scotty go stand at the other end and then you would go stand at the standing platform and then you could gun your beer at me but between us is one level of this thick plexi like hockey glass yeah. and it would explode and the idea was like we're encouraging people to recycle their beers so all of us are buying so many beers just because it's fun to throw bottles at people yes. without anybody getting hurt Oh, that's great. And I'm like, every good city, New Orleans, Austin, Oregon, Portland, they all have that kind of like crazy stuff. Yeah. God, it's the best. It's the reason you move to a big city. Yeah. Are you ready for another story, Scott? Hit me with a Bananimal submitted story. All right. Please. <clears throat> this is from uh, Christina Michella. Great name. Uh, on Instagram, Bella and. Uh, ennui. For a couple of years, I worked for a very large and recognized corporate chain of thrift stores because there's such a problem with shoplifting, drug use, and other strange uh -huh. goings on. We would write incident reports and attach photos that were sent around to all the Portland area stores to recognize and turn away the perps if they went to another store. <laughs> okay. You would be shocked to read some of the things that go down in thrift stores, sometimes frightening, sometimes hilarious, often both. One day... I'm scanning through the incident reports, and my jaw hit the floor when I see a report of a man. <laughs> I will, yeah, I don't even want to say mm -hmm. this part. Okay. The man, so she like kind of, she, we, 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 we kind of, I'm going to skip this next line to not spoil anything. Okay. The man uh, loaded up his arms with merchandise and attempted to exit when he was confronted by the security guard. The man proceeded to produce... A dead raccoon from underneath his clothes <laughs> and swung it like a baseball bat okay. and hit the security guard who was showered with maggots. Oh! Yes, the man then ran out with the no. stuff and the guard doubled over and vomited in the vestibule, of course. I would have too. That guy, the, the, that guy quit the next day, understandably. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so he had hit it in his jacket. <laughs> and the best part is, Scotty. Yeah. There's a photo. Oh, my The God. security camera yes. has the photo, I'll try and show it to you, of the raccoon okay. in mid-swing. It's from 2017. I'm riveted. Oh! Look at that. It really... Oh, 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 okay. That is that. <laughs> that, that is, is that. That is that. <laughs> that is certainly that. Oh. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And I know I talked about this maybe once on the podcast before, but it reminds me of, did mm -hmm. I did I talk, to, talk to you about the dead turkey? Uh, this was maybe. a buddy, a buddy of mine. Yes. Uh, didn't have any sense of smell. And he oh, worked as a no. uh, as a park ranger. <laughs> yes. And so one day, my other <laughs> oh, friend boy. worked with him. Oh boy! And, but he didn't, just didn't have a sense of smell. He shot a firework up his nose when he was a kid. Didn't have any sense of smell. Things and, happen. Uh, and so f all day, as a gag, he had been driving the park ranger truck around with a dead turkey that he found on the side of the road, strapped in and like <laughs> buckled into the seat next to him. <laughs> Oh, but he couldn't smell it. He had no idea. He was just like waiting. You know, it was like the long con of a good bit, waiting for someone to open the door and like see his little friend strapped oh, in next to him. Oh, my 
Gosh. And my friend Rue, like, finally, after, like, hours that this guy's been driving around with this dead turkey next to him, opens the door. And the whole cab smells oh. so bad. And he has no idea. Uh, he was just, like, waiting for this fucking bit of this Pretty funny, turkey. right? <laughs> just punched in the face. It was, like, opened the, the door. He vomited. And oh. then it was like, oh, right, it smells bad. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> God, that is wild. Well, both I hope both animals in the story died of natural causes, uh, yes, old exactly, age, 100%. in their sleep. Uh, that is insane, and there's nothing better than the bit that you just have to wait so long, yes. and the payoff isn't that great. My I son, mean, those are my favorite bits. That my son knows how to do it now. He now just stands. <laughs> he closes himself into the cupboard uh-huh. and then just waits. And all I can see is like, I, I was the other day, I was like panicked and I was like looking around, couldn't find sure, him. Sure, he's a little guy. And then I just see two little sneakers sticking out from inside the cupboard. And then I open the door and he was like, ah! Oh, like, he was just doing a just little, just, just a little waiting. prank, a little dad prank. Oh, that is the best. Guys, keep sending us in your banana stories. We love talking about them. We love hearing about them. And uh, go uh, get, if you're not, if you haven't, if you listen, if you're listening to Minisodes and you haven't gone on uh, and just given us a little review on Apple Podcasts, we would really, really appreciate it. It makes a big deal. And check out our new merch on Podswag. You can go to Podswag. You can just Podswag, search for bananas. All our stuff come up. We got stickers. We got new water bottles. We got our hoodies back in stock. We're soon to have Best in the Business t-shirts. They're not Woo-hoo! out quite yet, but very soon. We got the design locked in. So... Thank you for being beautiful bananables. Be very nice to each other. Try to insert some absurdity into your week this week in a good and fun way. Curdy. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.